0: Well, thanks for coming back and joining me and Brian Loudermilk for this bonus conversation as we go through software engineering, chess, the musical, and Elizabeth Gilbert. All that and more on The Final Five. Brian, here we are back with the final five questions. Number one, uh, if you could have any other job outside of the arts, what would that be?
1: It would probably be as a software engineer, and I think the world is better for me not doing that.
0: (laughs) Is that uh, tapping into your your propensity
1: toward math? Oh, sure. I make every musical I work on into a spreadsheet or a database. (laughs) Really? Yeah, For we did an immersive house party musical that required me working with a computer scientist to build like a full program to allow us to map the different, like nine different rooms and the 80 songs in different ways so that we could get down not just to the the second, but to the frame so that we could know where every actor was at every frame. Wow. That's awesome.
0: Well, as I really know for me, I had two semesters of music theory and I went into it being told, oh, well, well, you... You're good at math because I was in honors math throughout high school and such. So I I enjoy math and I'm good at it, but music theory seemed like another language to be. Uh, All right, number two, what is a bucket list role or show
1: or maybe someone that you wanna work with one day? Chess 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 i want to be part of the team that fixes chess. chess the musical it's the best musical ever it like doesn't work and i just want to be part of the group of people who figures out how to make chess the amazing show that it almost is so what would be
0: like your first recommendation for fixing it
1: um make it really really long put all of the best songs in <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so make it like a six-hour experience, and cast Audrey McDonald as Florence. I think that fixes most any musical, right? That's true. <laughs> All right, uh, number three. Who is it that that you look up to as either a mentor or someone
1: that inspires you? These days, Liz Gilbert. Uh, if if people are fam- are familiar with her work, I mean, she's most known for having written Eat Pray Love, but she wrote a book called Big Magic that is just a mind-opening book on creative processes. She has this gorgeous idea about how creative genius is something that can be external to you and not something that as an artist you have to take responsibility for that your job can just be to show up every day to your craft but there's no expectation that anything will come of it the truth is is that there's never a promise for any of us that theater is going to be sustainable that there's going to be a prize at the end or even a steady paycheck or even health care like the only promise is that you can make your own work and the only promise is that You can serve your creative spirit. And I feel like that's something that Liz Gilbert has taught me through her writing on creativity. And so, yeah, she's been kind of a beacon in that regard.
0: Yeah, I would say that mirror is something that I learned even in improv class. Two of the best things that I got from that were to to just show up, as, as you were saying, listen and not expect anything. And secondly, don't try to be funny. Just let it come out. And so I think that a lot of our artistry can come when we kind of unshackle ourselves from any expectations. Agreed. Number four, name a lesson or trait that took you a while to learn or one that you're still working on today.
1: Mm. Well, this is sort of like that, but the thing that immediately comes to mind is something uh, someone said to me um, a few years ago, which is, uh, we are not newborns or vampires. We do not heal overnight. And I like that. I think that it's easy to forget, especially in times like this, that, you know, we're, we expect our bodies and our brains to react in one certain way, and we expect to be really resilient. And um We just don't heal that way. Like for anyone out there who's struggling with grief right now, whether over the loss of a human or a job or anything, um, I think that it's important to remember that we don't heal as quickly as we think we do. And that's okay.
0: Yeah. Have you felt pressure on your own
1: self to be more
0: productive or do more?
1: Oh, always, always. Um, And I think that it can be really hard um, when you're, Uh, when you're a creative and you don't have people to report to or something like you can you can spiral Um, I've been really lucky but I think one of the reasons I've been lucky is because I've struggled with I struggled with anxiety for a lot of my 20s in theater and so I have a lot of tools so um, for anyone out there who is struggling with some of these things for the first time um, there are a lot of people who can help you and a lot of ways to reach out Um, a lot of what I've been doing with the musical theater graduates it's like half mindfulness and half musical theater, because I do think that, um, again, musical theater is not an essential service. If we're showing up here to make theater, I, I do think that, that, seeing it through a self-care lens and trying to create rehearsal rooms and environments and shows that serve our entire souls and, and spirits to create situations where everyone feels valid and good and safe is going to be really, really hard, but we have the opportunity right now to reimagine what some of our existing structures in theater look like. And I, I, That that there'd be a lot less incidents of mental illness in theater if people weren't always scared of whether or not they were going to make their healthcare weeks.
0: I mean, that's really the basis behind the title of my podcast about this idea of making it not just as, you know, am I going to make a job? Am I going to have money? But the making it creatively, the making it financially, the making it and having the resources to just be a human
1: as well as a creative. It's a myth. There is no making it. This is it. You're in it. We're in it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's no making it. There's just doing it.
1: Yeah. And so these days, um, the people who I the people who I look up to most are not necessarily the people who've written the most impressive scores or written the most perfect books or the the folks who I look up to right now are people who have some hard won lessons about what it means to like wake up every day and forgive yourself and to be able to safely move through the world um, in your most authentic self. Exactly.
0: And that leads me to the to the last question. What is the best advice that you've received?
1: It was something that my yoga teacher who made me fall in yoga gave me. Um, she used to always say, what's next is happening now. And so I like that a lot. And that's a nice thing to remind yourself, especially in moments like what we're in right now. Whether you're looking at your tree outside your window, like I am right now, or you're looking at your cat, just what's next is happening now. Hmm. How has that um, affected
0: even your own writing as far as the, the type of things that you write about?
1: I try and just allow myself to be in the song sometimes. And then I allow myself to leave the song. And that's good.
0: Too. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say certainly as a singer, some, there are just those songs that sometimes you just get caught up in the melody or even the lyrics. And it, it, it can be
1: very refreshing and feel like a little, a little home. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Yeah, of course. Well, th- this podcast is fantastic, and I think it has such a beautiful message. And thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that.
0: Well, that was very kind of Brian. And if you have nice things to say about the podcast, I would love to hear them on this season's podcast survey. Go to com to share your insights and feedback. Well, that does it for me and Brian. Join me next week with Chaz Wolcott from Newsies as he and I sit down together and talk more about why I'll never make it.